Record breakers. Record breakers. Yeah, we the record breakers. We the record breakers. We the record breakers. We can never fake it. Hella concentrated. Yeah, we playing favorite. Record breakers. Unscripted sports like you've never heard it before. With your host, David Black and Jay Hart, we are the Record Breakers. What is going on, beautiful people? I am David Black, and this is the Record Breakers podcast. Harv and the fam are still getting over the plague, so today I'll be chopping it up with my old co-host and friend of the show, DJ One Mike. We're going to hit on uh, everything from NFL playoffs to bad NBA player contracts and some good ones, underpaid guys as well. And we're going to talk a little old school wrestling at the end of that segment, so stay tuned for that. But first... I want to talk about Paul George, the former Indiana Pacer. He came back to Indy on Monday night with his new squad, the Clippers, and gave the Pacers the business. 36-9-5 is what he dropped, and the Clips won 110-99. Now, the story here is PG was booed heavily, and when he was interviewed after the game, he had this to say. This wasn't your first time coming back here, right? Oh, no. Why so much animosity still? I'm not the one to ask. I'm not the one to ask. Were you surprised at all that they still will boo you? No, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Why? Why not? This fans being fans. Indiana for you. So who's your day? Do you, in some weird way, do you appreciate the boos? That they, they still remember. They still. I mean, basketball's huge here, as you know. So. You know what? Some someday I'll do a tell-all. No. Tell the leading events of how I left Indiana, um, and I promise you, I'm not the one to boo. You want to share the teaser tonight? Nah, I'm not gonna share the teaser. I'm not gonna share the teaser. I like being the villain. Um, I'm here two nights out of the year. The people that they should boo is here a lot longer than I am. Do you expect that that feeling to always be there from fans as you continue to come back because you were here for such a long time? Um, do I expect that feeling? Yeah, this game to always mean a little something more to maybe you and them just because of the history you had together. Yeah, yeah. well, positive. I mean, I, you know, given the circumstances, I always want to win when I come here. Um, and I always enjoy playing it here. So um, you put those two together and I'm going to compete every possession to try to get a win. Now, I'll admit I'm not the biggest PG fan in the world. I think when he's good, he's great. Um, I can tell you from experience, when the game is on the line, the dude is a fucking dud. Now, we stole him. When I say we, I mean the Pacers. We stole him in the draft, developed him like we do with all of our talent in Indy because we never get any free agents and we never have a top five pick. Our owner and our management, uh, GM, coaching, etc., is pretty solid in my opinion. Um... PG didn't really give us much to work with when he completely killed his trade value um, his last year of his contract. Luckily, 
uh, OKC gave us Victor Oladipo and Sabonis, who have worked out very well. But let me tell you a little behind-the-scenes scenario that most people don't know almost happened. Uh, and this isn't rumor. This is this is known. You can go do a Google search and, and look back at that time period. Before PG announced he wanted to go to L.A. with a year left on his contract with the Pacers, the Atlanta Hawks were ready to offer the Pacers four first-round picks for PG at the deadline before that summer, so before he announced it. Um now, part of that is on us for sure. Part of it's on PG. Let me explain. The Pacers didn't pull the trigger because they were still under the idea that PG was going to come back and they could continue to build around him. They also didn't know that he would conveniently drop the I'm going to LA bullshit in the offseason before his final season. So if they could have looked into a crystal ball and have done that differently, I'm not sure they would have. But just for fun, let's say they do that trade, and let's look at the Atlanta. What what Atlanta ended up getting? I guess is the only way we can do it. Here's the Atlanta picks that we would have gotten: 2019, Jackson Hayes and Cam Reddish. I'm not sure which one of those picks we would have got. Maybe both. Um, but you know, decent, decent pieces. 2018. What pick do you think the um, Hawks had? They had the number three pick, if your memory's a little foggy like mine. Who went number three in the 2018 draft, people? Luka fucking Doncic. Okay? Just keep that in your brain. 2017 was John Collins. And from there, I mean, I really don't give a shit because Luka Doncic. Um, and, and who knows what would the Hawks would have been with PG that one year. Uh, they could have been worse. They could have been better. Now, I don't know if PG would have re-signed with Atlanta like he did OKC. He's a weird dude, so I'm not sure what where his mindset was. Uh, I mean, for instance, he got a stripper pregnant, and then he wifed her. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it is what it is. As far as the fan base, I think it's okay if we're pissed off at PG and we, we boot him and kind of give him shit when he comes back. What are we supposed to do? We stood by him while he rehabbed that leg that he broke in half playing for Team USA in the summer. Not for us, but in the summer for Team USA. I know he looks at uh, us as the bad people, but honestly, I'm him leaving was probably the best thing for us and him. I'm almost certain the person he's talking about who we should be booing is Larry Bird. Because Bird fired his coach... Frank Vogel, that's the guy that, you know, gave him his opportunity because he sat on the bench the first year in Indy um, before Vogel took over the team took over the team coaching. Larry was not the best GM by any means. Uh, he made a lot of trash moves and picks, uh, but Kevin Pritchard was the guy that traded PG for Vic and Sabonis. And I don't know if he just got lucky or really saw the vision, but all in all, I'd say it worked out. It also worked out for OKC, who fleeced the fucking Clippers for all of their picks. So that that's that's we still don't know what that's going to pan out. But that's the pick thing is is interesting, and I just wanted to kind of shed a little light on that uh, in the first little segment here. I guess um, my advice for Paul would be uh, good luck. This season, Paul, I know you're with the Clippers and you got high, high hopes. Uh, you know, go break a leg. 
Hey guys, are you tired of paying the cable company tons of money for cable TV, but you still want your live sports? Uh, I get it, uh, but I got, a, I got a plug for you. It's MakeMyTVSmarter.com. Right now, they are running a holiday special for $300. This deal will not last long. For $300, you can cut the cord uh, and most of your streaming services. You get a fully loaded Android box with a keyboard remote, uh, and it comes with a year of TV service included. Now, this is just like Comcast or DirecTV, but better. It comes with NBA League Pass, NFL Sunday Ticket. So any live event you're going to be able to watch, um, it's flawless. It's not like the fire sticks that your cousin Ronnie is selling. This is a major plug. Um, now, the difference is they remote into these bad boys and keep them updated when needed. The TV service has a guide, much like Comcast or DirecTV. And for a limited time, this $300 also comes with Disney+, Plus, HBO Go, and Stars, as well as all the movie apps that you know and love bootleg-wise. So you can watch those movies in theaters, or when they first come out in Redbox, you'll have them in your home. No need to leave. All you need is 40 megabytes a second internet and a TV with an HDMI port available. Head on over. MakeMyTVSmarter.com. $300 for the year. Shipped to your door. MakeMyTVSmarter.com. Get the, get the, get the bang speakers. You already, you already know. This is hip hop. This is sports. Sports. Record breakers. Record, record breakers. History rewritten. Do not attempt to break any of the following records without the supervision of an exceptional expert. The record breaking. Record breaking. We are the record breakers. All right, guys. I am live and on the line with. My old co-host and friend of the show, DJ One Mike, uh, via valleyofcards.com. One Mike, what's good, my friend? Hey, David. Glad to be with you. Glad to be with the uh, Record Breakers podcast. Uh, happy holidays, everybody out there. Hope everybody had uh, a safe and uh, wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, definitely uh, thankful for everybody out there, uh, you know, checking you guys out. Uh, thankful for uh, the success with uh, Valley of Cards. We uh, did uh, some killer things over the holiday uh with Black Friday and uh, Cyber Monday, said all of our personal bests. Uh, uh, so things are going great over there, and I uh, appreciate you having me back, David. Yeah, valleyofcards.com. I just want to give a quick plug for one Mike because I appreciate him being on the, sh- on the show. He's got tons of unique gifts and ideas under $100. Right now, you can get free shipping when you spend $100 or more. Uh, go get your dad a Jerry Rice 49ers authentic jersey with COA for $249. Better yet, pair that thing with a Steve Young signed jersey COA for $179. One Mike has got some deals over there, valleyofcards.com, and also search for him on eBay. Valley of Cards, there's like uh, three stores on eBay as well. Yeah, we're everywhere, all over the eBay. Uh, the website's doing uh, – got some killer things up there, really. Uh, I saw all, all kinds of new stuff put up there and uh, I got a few more here I'm going to be putting up uh, a little bit closer to the holidays and then after the holidays you're going to start actually seeing some cards on Valley of Cards uh, it's going to be a section called End Table Cards nice. um, we're trying to push uh, you know traditionally you know back in the day we all had our cards we had them in our cardboard box or shoe box under the bed whatever in the in the closet uh, our you know mantra we're trying to push cards for your end table 
with a little display stand that you can put nice. on your, your end table and display as like proud of your team or celebrity or whoever you're, you know, whoever you're into. We have uh, something for everybody, all the different sports. Uh, we'll probably have at least a couple for every team to start out just to see how it goes. Uh, couple to, you know, definitely cheap items too. I mean, we're talking about, you know, under $20, you know, for non-autographed items. Uh, there will be some, you know, autographed ones going up, you know, at a different price point. But, you know, for non-autographed items, you're talking $5, 10 $20 cards at most. And, uh, you know, really cool gift ideas. Nice. Uh, yeah, valleyofcards.com is the move. And if you're so lazy, I know a lot of people in this generation are super lazy because they're on their phones or tablets. Just click right up here. Uh, if you're listening to us, just at the very top of the screen, I got a link on uh, the rbpodcast.com. Click that. It'll take you directly to it because I know people are lazy as fuck. So um, I appreciate that, David. Hey, no, no problem. Um, I guess we can kick things off at the playoff spot. The playoffs are heating up in the NFL. Um, I mean, we're, we're getting nuts and bolts here. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. Um, your 49ers got a huge win uh, over the uh, – Saints on Sunday. Was that Sunday night or Sunday afternoon? I guess it was. Probably. Sunday afternoon. It was the early game, the one o'clock game. It was sort of the table setter for what turned out to be a pretty good uh, afternoon of football. Yeah, it was a lot of football. Uh, I actually could have made some money. You know how I'm like a non-better. I saw the Colts uh, just getting. I, I already saw that crumbling down. Um, yeah. I, I'm like all off them. I just I've been off of them for a while, but I, I saw that. I, don't, I will double back to that. But yeah, the Niners looking good at 11 and two. Uh, really good game, by the way. Could be an NFC Championship preview game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, both of these teams look. It looked like a heavyweight title fight, you know. Uh, looked like a playoff game. It really, it really got the juices flowing for the playoffs. I thought, yeah, um, uh, magnificent performance on both sides of the ball and offense. Uh, you know, both defenses have a lot of questions to uh, answer, but for giving up forty, I don't think either defense played particularly terrible. I've seen teams give up thirty and play worse this year. Right. Um, it was some really, really well executed offense, uh, some high level coaching. Other than Sean Payton, I was all over Sean Payton on the fake point. That was just That's all awesome. desperation there. Uh, I, I didn't like that call. You got to be, you got to know the rule book, man. You can't, you know. Clearly, the 49ers defenders knew uh, on a punt, there's no pass interference. But for some reason, the Saints coaches were not aware of this rule, whether you like it or not. You got to be aware of the rules, guys. So, I mean, that's definitely, you know, bad coaching on the Saints there, which generally you don't, you don't hear the two mm-hmm. synonymous there. Mm-hmm. But, hey, you got to take them as they come. And that was, that was a boneheaded call on Peyton's ball. Uh, you know, whether he called it or the special teams coach called it, you know, that, was, that wasn't the best call. Uh, big shout out to my Niners, you know, uh, I think we still got some holes on defense there. We are vulnerable if, you know, in certain situations. And Seahawks have our number, you know. Even being a game ahead of them, they can still catch us. But it does put the pressure on them with two games to go in between. If they lose one, then all of a sudden that game doesn't matter, which is why they haven't flexed the game already. Right. I, I thought they'd auto flex it at some point, but they're they're gonna wait till the last minute to decide what's gonna be an eight o'clock game there, you know, make sure it's sure. the actual best matchup. There's a couple other possibilities on the slate. Sure. Um now, unfortunately, uh, Eli, or I'm, I'm sorry, let me back up. The Eagle, the Eagles barely beat Eli in overtime, uh was that last night? Uh mm-hmm. and so man, somebody has to win the NFC 
East. Yeah, I well, the Cowboys have quit on Garrett, but Jerry Jones hasn't quit on Garrett. So we got we just got to deal with this. It was kind of deal. You got to deal with this for the rest of the year, and and then hope that he makes a change in the off season. Uh, it looks like Urban Meyer and Lincoln Riley are going to be the two guys that are going to be the the top. Uh, also, keep an eye on Ryan Day, my guy from Ohio State. Uh, everybody's chasing the next Sean McVay. He is the next Sean McVay. So at some point, somebody's going to give him a job, whether it's this year or next year. He's not. I'd love them to stay at Ohio State forever, but he is the next Sean McVay. The guy's a gifted offensive wizard. You need a guy like that. Uh, you know, Washington could use him right now. Carolina. Yeah, there's a few teams. Uh, look, did you see uh, Carolina's going to try and shop Cam Newton to the you know the top couple picks and see if they want to you know trade Cam Newton for a bundle of picks? Yeah, I don't. Would you rather have one of these top kids or would you go Cam Newton? I mean, it's not like one of these top kids is Andrew Luck hype. You know, I, I like Joe Burrows. I think I'd probably lean Joe Burrows over Cam Newton, but I'd probably go Cam Newton over the rest of the pack. Well, the thing about Cam is, I guess I got to know, like, is Cam wanting to play or is he Oh, done? yeah, I'd also need to know, is he actually going to be able to play? That's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how hurt is he? Like, right. are we talking about a Deshaun Jackson situation where, like, we pretend he's not hurt and then week two he's got to go on the IR? Or is it one of those, I just don't want to play in Carolina and if I go somewhere else, I'm going to ball? And I, I don't care if he – yeah, you know. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. And, you know, I'm okay with the driving Miss Daisy thing around his head. I don't care. As long as he balls, I don't care what he wears. Um, oh, yeah. um, the uh, So the playoff spot – or the playoffs right now the Niners and Saints are kind of well I guess it could be the Packers as well but so the Packers and Saints right there 10 and 3 uh, mm-hmm. Seahawks are outside looking in because they're outside the division at 10 and 3 uh, they've had a great year Vikings are 9 and 4 and then like I said Eagles Cowboys just throw a coin up in the air and that's who wins that division um, yeah I get the feeling the Eagles are going to stumble into that because the Cowboys have such a tougher schedule you know what I mean there's a chance the Cowboys could lose out Yep. Based on their schedule, or at least lose the next two. Yep. Which, I mean. I know. Listen, I mean, it's probably going to be an 8-8 eight eight Eagles team to win it. Yeah. And they're, and, and, that, and it's going to be the loser of the 49er. Yep. Uh, you know, Seahawks game that's got to play them, and that's a shame. And. It is what it, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking back. I was going back and looking at our um, – season picks because I, I always like to take a peek back because we were blindly doing this you actually had mm-hmm. a, a nice little website that we filled out the thing and i thought it was the website was actually more accurate than i thought it would be like as far as it was nice because you could pick all the games and it, mm-hmm. i, I kind of like that uh, i'm going to continue to do that each year on the show so uh that was awesome that you uh, turned me on to that but you were on more than i was no surprise there um you still had the Patriots as the one seed. I'm looking. Sorry, I'm pulling it up right now. You had the Patriots as the one seed. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm struggling. Um, you had um, the Titans as the two seed. Believe it or not, the Titans are turning it on as of late. They are going to win our division because I think the Texans. I just don't believe in them. Uh, I know they they've beat us, uh, but we've been we've been banged up, so we're not really a good. But I just I've seen them in big situations and they're not the Texans are not um, 
than not the move. And the and the tech the Titans are getting hot at the right time. No, so, they are. Nobody's going to want to see them in the wild card round. No, because they don't. I mean, they're just a weird. They're kind of a weird team. They've always got pretty good defense. I think they're pretty decently well coached. Uh, they've got a little fire under them. So, and is Derrick Henry the Clay Thompson of the NFL? He is. He really like when he comparison. gets hot, it's over. Yeah, it's just game. When he gets hot, it's game over. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we both had strikeouts on the. Um, I'm not trying to, you know. Poke, poke, poke holes in us. Oh yeah, I, I got a couple wrong. I always, yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, we're not perfect. No, no, no. And this is early, so we're going by what's happened. Of course, injuries happen, but you know, one might. Have, I, I really did not bet on Freddie Coach, Freddie Kitchens being that bad. Like I yeah. figured there'd be like a learning curve for a new head coach. Mm-hmm. I wasn't predicting like. I had no idea he was going to be like all time bad, like head coach. Yeah. Like, yeah, he sh- should not be allowed to ever. Like, he shouldn't be allowed to head coach like the the Army Bowl that yeah. like the with all the like the senior the senior bowl or whatever. He shouldn't be allowed to head coach that game. Yeah, and you had the Chiefs in there. You had the Bears in there, which everybody was high on the Bears going in early. But uh, and the Rams. You had the Rams as a two seed, which I think a lot of people did. So that's not anything. I think I was scared to give my Niners too much credit. And you know I'm always hesitant with Seattle with their offensive line. Yep. To, to buy into them. Yep. So I that was pro- I probably gave the Rams the credit my Niners should have gotten. But mm-hmm. – I don't want to, uh, you know, I always try to give, be hard on my own team. You know, I don't want to, you know, be a homer. Well, don't feel bad because at least you had the Ravens making the playoffs. I didn't even have them making the playoffs. And um, I also had the Cowboys, you know, going, winning a playoff game. So that was. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, they could get in and win one. There's no rule that says. And my I mean, Saints. We've definitely seen eight and eight teams win games in the playoffs before. My Saints eight. Super Bowl pick is still alive somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Who did I have in that? Did I have the Saints in that division, or did I go a different direction? I forgot uh, what I did. You had the division. Saints as a four seed, okay. um, and then you had them losing to the Packers, um, okay. and then you had the Rams beating the Pack. And right. So like the Rams are pretty much the only team in the NFC I was really off on. Yeah, Bears maybe a little bit, but oh yeah, uh, the Bears. Okay, yeah, uh, the Bears. And, but yeah, the Eagles. You had the Eagles in there too. That one, the Eagles and Cowboys aren't going to make. I mean, one's going to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. If I recall, I think I had the Eagles with a pretty strong record. I was pretty high on them in the preseason. And then, um, but yeah, not bad. Speaking of which, I think that we skipped over the Eagles. So I, I, I did want to say something about the Eagles. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Wide receivers. I think me and you should go try out, bro. I just saw somebody post that on Twitter. There, like, uh, it was Reggie Wayne. Yeah, that's Reggie right. Wayne's. Like, I'm at the bar. I could probably go cast some passes right now. Like, they need somebody. Like, like literally anybody. Like, yes. they have no receivers. Yeah, it's no receivers. It's really bad. They're gonna have to find a couple of guys off the scrap heap and just put something together. All guys, maybe some guys are heading to the XFL. Well, we're in the same boat, kind of. There, yeah. we're wheel, the Colts are wheeling in just anybody. We well, have like Campbell's starting to get healthy. I think he, he might start getting some rest for you. And uh, the, I, I love that Marcus Johnson kid, who ironically, Eagles practice squad guy that they didn't keep. I think Campbell actually broke like, his foot in the last game, so I think he's out. Ooh, damn. Went from the broken hand to a broken foot. I think so, yeah. That's oh, what I, man. I better sell all his cards <laughs> fast. <laughs> uh, I want to switch gears for just a second, if you're all right with it. Um, yeah, sure. I, I love looking at in, my, the contract thing. is so fascinating to me when we start talking NBA trades and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what got me fired up on it was two things. So I keep seeing Kevin Love. You know, Kevin Love, Kevin Love's getting traded. We heard that all last season at the deadline. 
He's back on the trading block like he never left. Um, and he says, uh, surprise, shocker alert, he wants to play for a contender, which, you know, is, is – uh, Now, Kevin – it's uh, number 22 in overall salaries on everybody. He's making uh, $120 million over the next four years. So, you know, it sounds bad, but and it kind of is. But uh, I just I, – I wanted to look and see. Like, I, we talked about it a little bit on the, on the NBA uh, breakdown show, how many bad contracts there were. John Wall is number four in the league right now this year currently. He's sitting out because mm-hmm. he's hurt. He, he, he slipped on a – something at his house um four years 171 million that's that's still active um chris paul is one of my favorites too three years 124 million he's making he's number two right now in the it, NBA. it's crazy <laughs> and then you got guys like derrick rose who is making 7.3 million dollars this year and i mean he's not putting up like 30 a game but i've seen him hit multiple game winners <laughs> And he's averaging 16 points a game. So, I mean, talk about stealing. I feel like he could be getting paid from multiple teams, too. Like, if you check around, there might be, like, another team with him on the payroll still, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, with like the first Knicks. money. Like, like the Knicks, yeah. Yeah, like, there's yeah. – that might not be the only team paying him, too. <laughs> but, yeah, just just the Pistons. That's what the Pistons are paying him, 7-3 mm-hmm. and 7-6. So, they got him for, like, $15 million for the next two years. I'm like, why didn't more teams, like, hit on that? Because Well, that that's the big deal with this guaranteed money. You know, they, you know, the players definitely got some leverage with that. And uh, now, now, Bill Simmons has been because I listen to his podcast. He obviously hates your Sixers. I mean, he's always trying to poke holes in oh, the yeah. Sixers. World's Celtic guy, Celtics fan. <laughs> and he's just like, right, he he didn't know. Like he spit up on the air, like he was drinking something. He literally spit out when he found out that Tobias Harris was making uh, 180 million over the next five years. And that's a I fresh contract too. And I'm like, I didn't realize. I mean, I knew he got paid, but I was like, Jesus, that's for the next whatever, five or six years, four years, mm-hmm. five years, yeah. So the front end doesn't look bad, but the back end, they got it. I mean, that's. But I mean, I know caps go up, so you got to. I, I actually don't hate that one as much as the other one because that guy, you know, he's such a, a a stat filler the whole way around. You know, what I mean? right. he gets assists, he gets rebounds, and he's not that old. Right. So it's not like he's going to be 36, making right. $30 million a year. He's going to be 32. Well, you know. And uh, to be fair, he can play a few positions, which is nice. Yeah, he's no, not, he's, he's, it's not like he's a bum. He, he's he's just not a late game scorer. You know, right. he's not somebody who's going to come in there and get you some buckets yeah. with three minutes to go. Yeah. But, you know, I, I compare, you know, Nick Batum, he's yeah. in that mold of guy. Yeah. You know, he's. Uh, Maybe Draymond, he, uh, Draymond Green without the clutch factor. They're shitting on the when our other uh, section of this show um, is uh, shooting the shit with Harv and uh, T Wayne. They literally took a whole episode where they just shit all over Draymond, and I'm like, I don't really think Draymond's that bad, but I guess he is. I, I don't know. I haven't seen. He's him. He's really not that good, but like he 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 has he has the clutch gene. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he's made some big shots and some big games. Yeah, but like, if you like watch watch him just like game to game, you're like, damn. Yeah, this guy gets paid to play basketball. Somebody. Yeah, like, well, he's undersized for sure. Yeah, uh, but like, he doesn't give it. Like some games, he's like the most tenacious guy on the floor. Right. Other games, you can tell he could really care less. 
That's a lot, though. There's a lot of players in the league like that, though. Oh I want... yeah, no, he's. I'm definitely. I don't. I'm not singling him out. I'm just. You know, no, but I yeah. guess we are singling him out because we're talking about him individually. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're right. Yeah, the you're only guy wrong. doing that. Yeah, you're no, not wrong. wrong. You're not wrong. Hey, how's the uh, catch up on uh, last? I, I got some feedback from uh, some other wrestling fans of mine that listen to the podcast, and they're like, "Hey, you guys are starting to talk wrestling again." And I was like, "Well, one mic was. He's gone back through and started watching. I actually want to do the same thing because I have the network. It's been a lot of fun, and it's really like." I I, was, I think I was telling you, it's really interesting watching both promotions go yeah. at the same time and seeing them like yeah, go, compete to, with each other. Yep. And, and then why, you know, watch some of the behind the scenes videos on YouTube and get some, you know, get yeah. some, some inside on, on some of the stuff. Yeah. It's really been a lot of fun. I'm in uh, February of 1988 now. Nice. Uh, Sting just, they, Sting's starting to get his first push. Rick Flair still got the belt. Flair's getting ready to put over Sting here in the first. Yeah. Year oh yeah. So. The, uh, the first Clash of the Champions is coming up, and if I recall, they wrestle each other in the main event, maybe in a tag team match. Because I don't think Sting wins the belt, but it, it's at least a hell of a good match, and it really puts Sting's get, Sting's getting there. Um, he's still kind of mixed in with Barry Windham and Lex Luger. They're sort of like the three mm-hmm. uh, baby-faced, young blonde-haired guys. Right. Um, you know, of course, you got the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express and WCW. Then, uh, and then right now, Andre just beat Hulk for the belt and gave it to DiBiase. Yeah, that's great. That was like my shit. Yeah, I forgot that, that happened. Yeah. But halfway through the match, I'm like, you know, you got WrestleMania around the corner. He's got to lose the belt here. Or there's no drama. Yeah. Uh, I like, like in my head, I'm like, he's got to lose the belt. And I'm like, I bet you Andre wins this match somehow. There'll be some kind of bullshit. And it, I just never put two and two because I had seen that before. Yeah. I'd never seen it live watching that actual night of wrestling, yeah. you know, with all the matches. It was sure. just a Saturday night's main event on NBC. Right. Uh, in January uh, of 88. And it was, no, it was really cool. You know, uh, Andre beat him for the belt, gave it to DiBiase, and what a legendary moment. Puts, Makes DiBiase an instant star. Yeah, DB, uh, yeah, DiBiase oh, was so good too. I yeah, mean, it's now, like, this was right after they did the whole uh, gimmick of him and Virgil just going around being dicks to kids. Yeah, I loved it. Which yeah. was like one of the funniest like gimmicks. Like they'd pull kids out of the crowd and like make fun of them for being poor. Like, yeah, it looks like your parents can't afford a meal. Uh, I'm gonna go eat this cheeseburger. Actually, you know what? I'm just gonna throw it in the trash because I'm rich. I don't even need it. They they bought like a whole uh, they bought out they made the kids leave at the community pool they like paid the lifeguard guy off, or the manager off like like how many hundreds is it gonna take to get these spoiled brats out of here I know it's cheesy <laughs> I know it's cheesy and it's our youth but man that is so it's like classic shit oh man like, it was I was dying I was dying like oh my god they're actually like their gimmick was actually like let's just have them go out and be dicks to kids yeah it's perfect like that would never work it now but like that's perfect. Here's the reality of it. Now they would be baby faces for doing that because now everybody would think that's hilarious and they would be like put on a pedestal like, oh, now you're, oh, yeah. they're the good, they're the, they're the fun guys now. Yeah, uh, everybody would emulate them and like uh, everybody else would start being dicks to kids. <laughs> so so I, it's a good idea we don't do things like that now. But. Probably. But uh, so I, I don't get to watch a lot, but like when I'm working and painting during the day, you know, when I get to actually go to work um 
I listen a lot to podcasts. Uh, like I've told you the last time we talked, I listen to like them review and, and watch alongs and things. So I feel like I've watched them. I'm right there with you. I just haven't really physically watched, but I, I like the behind the scenes stuff. So I'm kind of like on that end and I want to go back and watch after I've heard the, I'm kind of doing it backwards, but I have my time, you know? So, um, but I just listened to a podcast with uh, Bruce Pritchard where he's talking about, um, it was a great segment. It was where, um, it was, it was when they tried the pay-per-view on Tuesday. It was Tuesday in Texas, so it's right after that. It's just a little bit ahead of where you're okay. at. And uh, it's when the ta- Taker had the belt. It's his first year Taker's in the uh, WWF. And Hawks, like, chasing Taker, trying to get the belt back, you know. And that – the the steel the steel of that show is Savage and um, Jake the Snake because that was like that feud was building and like Jake like smacks Elizabeth and it's like the huge deal and uh, the 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 couple episodes before that the snake fucking bite legit bites um, Randy Savage on the arm it's just like a huge it's it was awesome I mean that just era is so like nostalgic for me yeah that that whole like square of like Honky Tonk Man Ricky the Dragon Steamboat Jake yep. the Snake Roberts and like yep. Macho Man and like they were all like sort of rotating around the Intercontinental title belt is unbelievable that was a hell of a good era because they were all hell, like Workers. They were great champions. Like, I'm not like, I'd say Honky Tonk was my least favorite. He probably sure. had the belt the longest out of all that. Just because he's a heel and it's nice to yeah, see yeah, people Yeah, yeah, he's annoying and I'm not a, like an Elvis guy, but yeah. like, but he was a really good heel. I will give, yeah. absolutely give him that. And he was a good wrestler. Just like, you know, if I'm breaking the floor as my own sure. personal favorites. Yeah, he's probably, the, you know. And then the, the, last, the, the era. Yeah, the belt the longest. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he was at one time. He may not be now because of all the bullshit now, but yeah. uh, he was the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. And then once you get past that, like the next era kind of gets slept on because the ratings were down. Nobody was watching it because we were growing mm-hmm. up. We didn't care about it. But like then you get like into the Bret Hart, the Mr. Perfect era where it's like Shawn Michaels has the Intercontinental. There's still like some great, you know, there, there oh, was yeah. some And that's actually a little bit more of the era I remember because sure. just uh, yeah, just the timing of it. Sure. It's like, because I'm still like the era I'm in now, I didn't really get it. Like that's a me little neither. young for me. I really wasn't watching it yet. Yep, me too. And if I was, it was just sparsely here or there. I caught it on a Saturday or Sunday sure. night. Or I was at a friend's house and they got the pay-per-view. Sure. Uh, it, it's more about I'm gonna say I, I think 1990 I think is gonna be the borderline where I start actually rem- like oh I totally remember watching this right uh, like I, I'm I'm just not quite there yet the, no. I, I'm remembering certain stuff because I I've seen it like I, I just watched the Royal Rumble but that's I didn't watch the Royal Rumble in '88 I watched it when I got it on VHS from Blockbuster right in '95 but like Man. so I've seen it through I totally forgot Hacksaw Jim Duggan won the first. Uh, Royal Rumble. Rumble, though. Yep. Totally forgot that. You could have given me 10 guesses. No. I would have. Because I forgot. You always assume it, like, because at, that was the only time I think that, like, somebody that wasn't a main event or won it. Right. It's usually got to be because after that, it ended up being, you know, winner gets a title shot at WrestleMania. Yep. Yep. So you can't have one of the Bushwhackers right. win it. Yep. You know, <laughs> like it's nobody, nobody wants I, to see Bushwhacker in the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, Sorry. and then I, I forget what Royal Rumble it is. It's coming up on your timeline. But one of them, the belt is actually on the line. I think Flair wins Yeah, it, so. I think that's the next one. Or yeah. I think that's the next one, and he comes in third and wins it from third. Yeah, and when Flair yeah. jumps, that's a huge, fucking huge thing because he takes I'm the really, belt. I'm really interested because we're just getting to the point 
where Turner buys, yeah. which is, I think, when Dusty Rhodes stops being the booker the book. yep. and it starts being Kevin Sullivan yep. and uh, probably Michael P.S. Hayes and yep. probably Bruce Pitcher too. And yep. Jim Ross is there, too. So Jim yep. Ross has got to be involved in that. Yep. Yep. So yep. Um, that's another podcast I'm you need to listen really, to. Yeah, definitely. JR, uh, the JR's Grilling podcast, because he goes back and he's, he's watching and talking about things like that era that you're talking about, mm-hmm. like when Sting was yeah, coming up. Yeah, because uh, I, I, to go along with that, I've been watching a lot of the Jim Cornette podcast. Yep, yep. Uh, which is really, dude, he talks some shit. Yeah, he's good. He could say what you want about him as a person. He's kind sure. of a piece of shit as a person, but he, <laughs> he tells it like it is. Yeah, he and, tells, and get, tells some great fucking uh, stories from back then. Did you see that uh, they're doing the ADA? I think it's AWA's started back up, or one of those companies is is, is NWA, a YouTube NWA, NWA has started yep. back up, and it's mm-hmm. like a it, it, they literally shoot it like it's the old. It looks so dope. On yeah, YouTube. it's in the studio. It's in the studio, and they even had the Rock and Roll Express come out and wrestle the Midnight Express a bunch so in dope. an old man match. It's so dope though that they're doing that yeah. that format. No, I like, like that. that. I like that. I've seen they were beefing with Cornette though, and I, I thought that was real. Well, Cornette was on there and he said some dumb shit on air or something. So they had yeah, to kill, I, 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 I guess it might have been racist or something. I don't know. I saw some people were saying he was racist. I didn't see the comments. I, I didn't either. I'm not going to. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I, don't he, know. I, I know he's not the best, like, guy to be, you know, human being, but, like, he definitely has some great stories on the podcast. You know? Well, and he talks politics a lot. So I don't know if that maybe was part of it, you know? So, uh, um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I know, uh, I just want, I don't want to take too much time of your time up, but I want to, I kind of want to hit on that. I want you to peek in I, I, when we talk. I'm going to peek in of where you're at because yeah. people like my age love Shout out to the, all the wrestling guys out there. Uh, yeah. Definitely follow along with us, man. Uh, like, I, I'm writing uh, a February of uh, 19. Uh, 88 right now yeah and i want to bring in i got a buddy of mine that's like super into that era too so i want i might even start doing a segment we'll talk and then i'll throw it to his segment so uh we want to get a little bit of everything like i want to you know continue to include everybody on the show so i know we don't talk hockey or baseball it's just not my forte i probably should get a baseball guy but i'm just not i'm just doing what i know so i don't want to talk out my ass about baseball because i have literally no idea because i don't watch baseball so um but yeah thanks one mike like we said head on over to valleyofcards.com and uh appreciate your time and i'm sure we will probably talk before the holidays but i know it gets kind of crazy uh so the shows is i mean when the playoffs start obviously we'll have a show after every playoff week but it starts to get a little crazy for us to record. So if we, you know, we, we might go every other week just because holiday season is crazy around here. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. And if you're looking for the perfect gift, like we said, valleycards.com. But if I don't talk to you before Christmas, have a good, great, uh, Merry Christmas and, uh, um, take it easy, I guess. Yeah. Have a good yeah. Christmas. You, you as well, David. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and the family out there in uh, Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody out there. Uh, Bellyofcards.com. Check us out. David, thank you. Record Breakers Podcast. Thanks, guys. You were listening to the best sports talk mixed with hip hop, life, and culture. This is the Record Breakers Podcast. Coming for your 80s.
limousine. I run it from my agency. They wonder why I stay to me. Lone them with a click that got his back and understand. Y'all ain't gotta see me with them to know that we got a plan. So, tread light, your red right. Let's get these niggas out of rap class like headlights. Fixing my wrongs into my zone on headlights. I'm that bright. The cipher was a warning on flex like your set nice. Came from the bottom and I ain't have shit. But shit, I still thought I was. No, they couldn't touch you when they heard it. Yeah, I told them, boy, hard, go hard. Fuck with me and get a plug. So, for the game, I won't change the fate. Cloud high, so now I'm in the amazing place. Ain't coming down unless you change your face. I'm in it for winning this game and race. Now you can take your place. Did you know where we are? Looks like make day.